y'all. Welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Benevolence Podcast is a ministry where we uplift and encourage through testimonials and conversations that are important in our Christian walk. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are blessed, empowered, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into episode five. You are not what they say you are. On this episode of Benevolence, I have a very special young woman who will be telling us her story. Initially, I reached out to her so that she can share her testimony with us on Benevolent Wednesday. But her story was so inspiring that I felt in my heart to invite her on an episode so that she can share a little bit more with us. And how she was able to overcome the struggles she faced. To know Keisha is to love her. She is an amazing and beautiful soul who genuinely loves getting to know others. So without further ado, I have Keisha Sepulveda joining me at the table today. This conversation was recorded digitally due to our season of social distancing. So make sure to sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspiring episode with Keisha Sepulveda. So this um, particular episode is pretty much all about you, um, Keisha, and what I would like for you to do is just to share your story with us and to share what God has done in your life. So without yeah. further ado, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so um, like Ceci said, I'm Keisha. I was born in Puerto Rico, but I moved here when I was like a year and a half. So basically been in Orlando my whole life. Um, right now I'm at UCF. I'm a student there and I'm studying for uh, human com- communications. Um, but, um, like I said, I moved here when I was one and a half and, um, my parents started going to church when I was about two years old. And that's when I like grew in church and started to know who God was and what he did for me on the cross. Um, going every Sunday, every Wednesday, you know, and then, um, basically my life took a turn when I was about like 10 I thought my family was like perfect and nothing was going to happen, but my parents actually split up when I was 10 and it was a turn for the worse. Um, My dad was my best friend. I confided in him so much. So just knowing like that I was going to come home and he wasn't going to be there all the time. It was just so hard for me. Um, but thankfully to this day, like me and my dad have a really, really good relationship still. And I still get to see him and like, he's still part of my life. Yeah. Um, but when that happened, I kind of uh, like just grew apart from God and was kind of just doing my own thing and just um, living my life like I wanted to live it, but not how God intended it for it to be. Uh, and then basically, I remember when I was like 12 on an Easter Sunday, uh, I gave my life to Christ, but it wasn't really like, I was like, so sincere about it. I was just kind of going through the motions. And since I saw all my friends doing, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it too. Um, so I did that and then still continued to do my own thing. Um, and then when I was about 15, I went to a play here at city of life church it's called blink i don't know if you guys heard of it yeah but um (laughs) yeah i went there and honestly i was so scared because i had i had already seen like the kind of like the movie and what was gonna happen so i knew what to expect 
but I went there and that night like the pastor was just talking and it was really really speaking to me he was like you know like you have a decision to make um and if you don't make it like these are the consequences for that um and it really spoke to me and I was like I remember before I went my mom had literally told me oh you're not gonna get baptized there that's not what I taught you like you know typical Hispanic mom like Mm -hmm. her rules her way so I was just like okay I'm not gonna get baptized I'm just gonna go and see where it leads um but then I ended up getting baptized which was amazing and then um after that I took classes of the baptizing and just to understand like what I had done but that's when I um began to like understand um that I wanted to live a life that was for God and that I wanted to fully surrender to him so that's how I gave my life to Christ Mm -hmm. um so after I got baptized um it was like my first years of high school and then everything was going pretty well I would say like times were tough still but like I was trusting in God and knowing that everything was under control. But then my sophomore year of high school was really hard for me. I like had my first experience with uh, cyberbullying. So my best friend's boyfriend at the time, he posted a tweet and it was like a picture of him. And supposedly I was in the picture because his caption was like, oh, finally took a picture with Keisha. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, I've never, ever taken a picture with him. Like, where did he get a picture with me? I was so mm-hmm. confused. And then I opened the tweet and he was at SeaWorld and he had taken a picture with uh, the whale, the Shamu. Oh, my God. And I was just like, is this really happening to me? Mm-hmm. Like, I was I was so upset that day and I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to, like, tell my best friend because I was her boyfriend and I didn't yeah. want to, like, stand in the way of them mm-hmm. so I just started I remember I started crying and I was like wow like it like I said like is this really happening to me and why would he do such a thing like I started questioning like my appearance um if people thought of me that way if that was like I don't know I was just out of shock yeah. and then um I remember like thinking like is that what God thinks of me like if if God created me to be you know made in his image like why would people say that about me Mm -hmm. so my life just hit an all-time low and I became like so self-conscious and um I remember I would wear a jacket to school after that like I would wear a jacket to hide like that was like my my protection and I was like hiding and I didn't want to talk to anyone my sophomore year of high school was really like just really weird um thankfully like I had friends after that and everything and they Mm -hmm. they kind of uh, when that happened they did defend me but I just didn't feel like myself anymore Mm -hmm. um and then after that uh basically came around to like senior year and um that's when prom is and for me prom is like uh pre-marriage to me like when I think of prom I think about like the dress the hair uh the guy that you're gonna go with you know and I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited like I'm finally a senior I'm going to prom and just waiting for like somebody to ask me to go with them and then I was helping like all my guy friends ask their girlfriends and with the proposals 
but always in the back of my head like wondering oh is someone gonna ask me like am I gonna go with somebody yeah and then um after that like one day I was I remember I was sitting in lunch and uh this guy comes up to me and he's like he did like a little prom not a promposal but basically like wrote in a paper like would you go to prom with me yeah and I was like oh my gosh like I was super excited he wasn't the person that I wanted to go with yeah yeah. like Mm -hmm. it was an honor to be able to go with someone um and then like a week later I my guy friend comes up to me he's like oh you know that was a joke like that's not real Mm -hmm. and I was just like what like are you serious right now and he was like yeah we planned that um and I was just like like why like why do people do these things like why would why is it okay to be humiliated like that you know Mm -hmm. um and then that was kind of like a really really challenging year like even my high school like the first half was with the cyberbullying and now this. So I was just, I was just lost. Like I didn't know what my purpose was. I felt like I was worthless and that I was inadequate and that my life didn't have a purpose. So um, yeah, that's basically my high school life. Yeah. And then as I moved into like college, I, I just, I kept dealing with things, but I was just remembering like how good God is besides everything that had happened to me and um, just really just taking it day by day, you know. Um, And then when I got to college, I did my first two years at Valencia. And that was that was it was a good time. Like my life just I felt like my life went from an all time low to like a pivot like it went all the way high and I was doing so well um and then after I finished my associate's degree I was like okay what do I do now like what's next Mm -hmm. so I decided to take a year off of school and kind of just focus on what it is that I wanted to do and where I saw my life in the next few years um and then um when I did that um I thought that it would give me time to kind of discover um what my purpose was but then on that break I just found myself comparing myself to other people like a lot of the time I was I would go to bed I would open up my Instagram and I would just be like oh my gosh that girl has this and that girl's over here doing this and then my friends were um getting married or getting engaged um they were pregnant they were just at another stage of life that I hadn't been at yet. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to be like, oh, like, Jesus, what, it, what, why is this happening? Like another, another thing added to the collection of why I'm like this. Of like so, disappointments. Yeah. Of disappointments and just wondering like, am I not good enough? Am I worthless? Like, and after that, I, I just, kind of the same thing that happened at the beginning where when my parents split I kind of parted away from God so I parted away from God a little bit kind of just did my own thing yeah I I went to church um for young adults and all that stuff but like I wasn't really paying attention or just just to go to be with friends you know um and then I remember for one of our young adults retreat I went and there was a night that they were just talking about like 
who God says you are and um, what he does for you. And I remember that night I was praying and I was asking God, Jesus, am I not enough? Um, was I living the consequences to all everything I had done before and all my sins? And my life has been a roller coaster ride, but um, despite of everything that's happened, um, I know that I wasn't alone. Like God was there all the time. He was there when I didn't feel like anybody else would listen to me. I would still pray. I would still um, just spend that time with God and kind of just let him work in my life. So he's who I ran to when I felt depressed, when I had anxiety, when I felt like my troubles were more than who I was. Um, and he he really had my back the whole time, you know. So um, now I'm doing really good. Um, I'm at a, a good place now. Um, I'm actually a youth leader at my church, which is awesome because, you know, my story and like the story of girls at my church is really similar. So I get to like just help them and be a voice for them and just any advice that they need, I'm I'm just there for them. Um, like I said before, I'm in school. So that's really exciting. I thought that even through this whole pandemic, like my life was gonna be even worse than before. But honestly, God has just been so good. Um, I also have like a little business on Instagram. So a tie-dye business, and I'm loving doing that. Um, and yeah, each day has its own worries and its own thing. But, you know, uh, God takes care of everything and he's guiding me every step of the way. So, yeah. Amen. Amen, Keisha. Now I have a question for you. When your parents split up, and I know that you were young, but, you know, a lot of people, they deal with divorce in their family. That's that's very common. That's, mm -hmm. you know, especially like even kids that have parents that are believers, like it's, 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 it's for everyone. Like it's, it's such divorce. It doesn't discriminate. It, mm -hmm. it's, it just happens. Yeah. And whether, you know, they were in love for so many years or whatever the case, you know, there's always those families that, that have to deal with that hurt and that pain. Now, for our listeners, you know, who probably feel like, you know, this is the end of the world for them mm -hmm. because their parents are splitting up or if this is, um, or they don't get that attention from their dad who left or their mom who left the house, mm -hmm. you know, how, what would you say to encourage them? You know, you've been through that. So, mm -hmm what words of encouragement would you give to those um, those individuals who are dealing with this currently and are mm -hmm. still, and maybe who it's been a few years, but they're still trying to cope. They're still trying to heal from, from those pains. So, so I, I remember when, when that happened, um, one of the pastors at my church at the time, he came to my house and he, he talked to me and my sister and there's a Bible verse um, in Psalms. I think it's Psalms 2710. And it says, though my father and mother abandoned me, the Lord never forsakes me. And that was what helped me. Like just remembering that 
like I said before, God is there. He listens to us. He's never, even if your mom or your dad abandon you, like God never abandons you. He's always there for you. So that was the, that was where I found my comfort in Jesus. And he's who I ran to. And I just remember myself um, just reminding myself that God is um, my father, that I'm his child, that he loves me no matter what. So that was where I found my comfort. That's really good that you said that because I was just going to say like, there's people, there's believers that don't see God as their father. And I'll be honest to tell you that it took me a long time to see God like that. I kind of saw God as like, just God punishing people and putting people through Mm -hmm. these trials and tribulations because he just didn't have anything better to do. Like I literally had that attitude, you know, and I never saw God as like a loving father who deeply Mm -hmm. cares for his children, you know? Yeah. So that's good that you said that because there's a lot of people that just don't see God that way. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a while, but it's a matter of constantly reminding yourself that you are a child of God and he is your father. And whether, you know, your earthly father has abandoned you or your earthly mother has abandoned you, you know, that your heavenly father will always be there for you. Yeah. Um, One more thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, we all struggle with insecurities in one way, shape, or form. I'm not perfect. And to this day, I still have my issues with insecurities and comparison. And that's Mm -hmm. something major. And I feel that in every season of life, there's always a season of comparison because like with you, you were, um, you graduated with your associates, but you were in that season of comparison with your friends because they were kind of moving on to the next season. Mm -hmm. And then when you get married, um, there's like another season of comparison. Like, am I showing my husband off enough or am I Mm -hmm. showing my wife off enough? You know what I mean? Like, it's always like, are we traveling? Are we really taking advantage of this newlywed time? And then you have kids. Yeah. (laughs) That's another season of comparison because it's like, oh, you know, my kid is doing this and I'm buying these types of clothes for my kids and look at these cute pictures and look where we're at. We're in Disney World. Like, and it's just in every season of life, there's just some comparison that just comes creeping in and it, it can truly take a toll um, yeah. on like your, your mental health, your, your, even your walk with God. Yeah. So my question to you is, I'm sure that bullying is still happen. I had someone in my, in last season talk about bullying and, you know, it's still, it's still something that happens. It's still prevalent to this day. And although you may not see physical bullying, like what we see on TV, there's mm-hmm. still cyber bullying. There's still, um, you know, even name calling or things like that, that can push someone to suicide, depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety, you know, what kept you from not going there? You know, and I'm not saying that you didn't struggle when Mm -hmm. you were being cyber, cyber bullied. And when that happened to you in prom, but what kept you, what kept you whole? What kept you, I'm, I'm sure you had nights where you cried yourself to sleep that you didn't like, you know, the, the, 
the way you were or the, maybe the way that you looked, but mm-hmm. what kept you focused on, on God and his plan? So when all of that happened, especially the whole prom situation, um, the night of my prom, I remember that I was getting ready. And um, when my mom was helping me put on my dress, I was like, you know, like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. And she was like, why? Like, this is so random. Like, you bought your dress, you did your hair, like, what is going on? And I was like, you know what, I just don't think I'm pretty enough, or I'm not even enough. And I cried. Like I said, I cried so much. And my mom just reminded me like I was beautiful, uh, that God created me in his image, that I'm precious to God, and that, you know, my worth wasn't found in anyone else but in Jesus. And I think like she's the one who who really like helped me through that and and my sister too just reminding me that. And, and even though like, still to this day, I have times where I'm just like, oh, like, uh. and it's so funny, because also, um, like, I think like, two months ago, I actually had this person on Instagram, she messaged me and she was like, you know, I've seen you in person, and you're catfish. Like, you don't look nothing like your pictures. And I was like, what? What is that? And I was like, ah and I'm like okay this is not happening like I just went back to those words that my mom told me like I didn't even let it get to me I was like no no matter what you say I'm beautiful in God's eyes I'm made in his image and my worth is not found in you and literally blocked done yeah yeah so (laughs) so she I can't even even say that yeah make any sense ah yeah yeah I'm sorry that's just so annoying to me yeah <laughs> who are you to get in somebody's account and tell us you know you don't know them um and then my final thing would be you know because I know I see here like Psalms 121 1 to 2 you know mm-hmm. what is what is your life lesson what carries you through what what is God pushing you to do? You know, um, what is something that you've learned from the experiences that you've had? So from everything that, that I've gone through is I've learned that like, even though my world sometimes may not be perfect and it's never going to be perfect because whose life is perfect? Nobody's. Um, that, that when life got has got you beat and when you think like there's no way out that my help comes from God. And like you said, uh, Psalm 121, one through two, I have it written down. It says, um, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So just reminding myself that God is my helper. And like I said before, that he's always there whenever I need him. It's not like, um, you know, some people, you're, they're like, oh, I'll always be there for you. You know, I'm your friend. I'm always here. But you try to call them or text them and never answer or they're just too busy. Like God's, no, God's 100%, 24-7, total access, you know. So, and then my life lesson, I think, overall, or is just that, like, 
you know, there's always a rainbow after the storm. So that's what I, I keep telling myself to keep myself motivated. And, you know, even though I don't see it now, like the mountain will move and there's going to be better days. Amen. Oh, amen. Before amen, amen. we awesome, conclude Keisha. the recording, Keisha, thank you. Um, go ahead and tell us about your business okay. so that I can promote you. <laughs> so okay, so um, my business actually started off during quarantine. Super random. Um, I went to one of my friends' house. Her name is Genesis, so shout out to her. Um, I went to her house and she kind of just taught me how to tie-dye and after that I like literally became obsessed with it I was like oh my god I want to tie-dye this I want to tie-dye this and um I was like you know what like I'm just gonna make a business out of this like everyone's doing something to you know make some sort of income I wasn't working at the time so I was like I need some sort of income so let me just open up a shop through Instagram um Eventually, I started bringing in more things. Like now, I have like art prints. I do hydro dip shoes. I'm working on making those macrame, um, like rainbow things. Okay, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Those are so cute. So just kind of learning things. I never in a million years thought I would do that because mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, like I suck as a creative. Like <laughs> my hands, I'm the worst. I can't even cut straight. Like it's so bad. <laughs> So um, just uh, like tie-dye was what kind of kept me busy and kind of gave me an outlet through like stress and everything. So Mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing. And I love it. I love it. (laughs) So what is the name of your Instagram account so that our listeners can go check out your products? Uh, It's by Sizzle underscore. Okay. By Sizzle underscore. All right. Yes. That's awesome. I'm proud of you, girl. You got to do what you want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Well, Keisha, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, for sharing what God has done in your life, and just for showing other people that throughout the circumstances, regardless of what the world may tell you or how the world may hurt you, you know, you are focusing on who God says you are. And um, you've been resilient, you've been strong, and from here on out, God is going to continue to use your life and use your calling use your ministry and your testimony to do wonderful things for his kingdom so thank you again i'm so excited i'm i'm I'm, I'm glad this happened yes i'm glad this happened too in regards to bullying whether virtual or physical one of the hardest things that one may face during those struggles is knowing who you are in christ and forgiveness When it comes to knowing who you are in Christ, Psalms 139 reminds us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that God's thoughts towards us are too numerous to count. Remember that you are created in his image. You are worthy. You are valued. Do not allow the lies of those that have hurt you to influence what you think about yourself because what God says about you is truth. When it comes to forgiveness, the Bible says in Matthew 5, 43, you have heard that it, that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. Unfortunately, there are no caveats when it comes to forgiveness. There aren't any ifs or buts or unless. The Bible clearly states to forgive and love those who persecute you. 
There are times when we feel we don't have it in us to forgive. We've been hurt really bad. But when you don't have the power and when you know that it is not in you to forgive, then you have to find it in Christ. Now, you're probably asking yourself, should I just forgive and forget? No, forgiving doesn't negate the pain you have suffered. It doesn't reverse the things that have happened to you. And it definitely doesn't mean that the person who hurt you doesn't have to take responsibility. But what forgiveness does is free you from the thoughts of hatred and bitterness. Forgiveness is not only done for the sake of the one you are forgiving, but for your own sake, so that you don't have to live with a burden. Forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a choice. So if you are struggling with forgiveness, run to Jesus. He will see you through. He will give you the strength that you need to forgive those that have hurt you. And thank you all for tuning into Benevolence where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Benevolence Podcast. Benevolence Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye.